This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, February 11th, 2019. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest on the show. Kim Pastel. Kim is the founder of Naturally Fashionable, a lifestyle blog for the timeless woman navigating career, travel, beauty, and style. Naturally Fashionable also chronicles Kim's expat life in Kuwait, which took form after she quit her job as a public school teacher in North Carolina. She also hosts a successful YouTube channel to complement her true-to-self Instagram, which has over 130,000 followers, through which she emphasizes very strong and unpopular views about fashion, such as fit is the key to great style. Kim's brand grew immensely with the support of partners such as Cream of Nature, ORS, Vaseline, Always, and Shein. In addition, Naturally Fashionable has been featured in Red Book, Ebony, BuzzFeed, and Essence. And we are so excited to have her on the show today. Let's welcome Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. Hi, how are how you? Are, I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I am too. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. So, why did you decide to start a blog when you were a full-time teacher? Where did you find the time to even keep it up? Um, I was just looking for a hobby. That's really how I, I started. I, I didn't start a blog to make money or, you know, I didn't think it would turn into anything. It was just I needed an outlet. And so um, teaching, anybody who teaches knows it's very stressful. It's very stressful. Yes. It's 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 hardcore. Um, it is a rewarding career, but at that time in my life, I was just searching for something. I didn't realize what I was searching for, but I was searching for something. And blogging kind of filled that void. And you were an English teacher, right? So you like to write. I was. Yes, I do. I do. I enjoy writing. It's not my favorite thing to do. I enjoy reading more than writing, but I, I do enjoy writing. The initial concept for your blog was to showcase plus-size fashion and natural hairstyles. So at the beginning, did you do hair tutorials? I did dabble into, like, natural hair. Not a lot, but I I did do – I had a a whole separate channel that um, I kind of abandoned after I got into more of the fashion side of things. So I did have a channel that was just, like, about natural hair, and it was my, like, journey into going natural – and I abandoned it because I realized I didn't love to talk about natural hair like that. I mean, I, I like natural hair. I talk about it occasionally, but I, I didn't have a passion for it. It was just like, I think it was just like what was trendy at the time. And I was going through the process of going natural and I just needed that in my life at that time. But it wasn't a thing that was going to stick. So naturally fashionable doesn't necessarily mean natural hair. It just means you're fashionable. No, it just comes it, to you. Yeah, it comes to me naturally, but because I'm natural, it kind of fits, right? It's like, it, it's cute. 
So naturally fashionable kind of encompasses everything that I believe in. I believe that, you know, we are who we are and naturally we will excel at whatever we do, but we just have to understand some key principles about life and how things work, but it'll come to you naturally, you know, whatever our purpose is, um, it will come if you, if you want it. So yeah, it's kind of like having natural hair, kind of not thinking too much about my fashion, just sticking to like how things fit my body and just enjoying life. So yeah, naturally fashionable. It, I, it just all fits like what I believe in. <laughs> Now, when did you start booming and you realized this was something that you wanted to pursue full time? I want to say about four years ago is when I really started noticing, oh, you can make money doing this. Like, this is a thing. And I want to say like four or five years ago, that's when the plus size industry was booming with like those icons, those people that everybody knows. You know, they were like uh, the forefront and the leaders, and it was just a really great time. I just remember plus size blogging being a really great time for me at that point in my life, and it was very exciting being a part of the community, and I realized, like, wow, this is something I want to do. Like, I want to get paid to go to events and wear clothes, and, you know, I I just Mm -hmm. couldn't believe that that you could make money doing it, and it was, I was very passionate about it at that time. You know, I, at that time in my life, I was super, and I'm still passionate about fashion. And because I'm plus size, I will always be um, a representative of, of women who are, you know, plus size, curvy, fat, whatever a woman wants to refer to as herself, it doesn't matter. Um, I will always be a representative of that while I am this size. But at that time, it's like what I needed, I think. I think I needed that that community, and I think I needed that that creativity and to be able to express myself. So I want to say four years ago is like when I started really getting like real checks, like real checks to post on my blog and Instagram, and it just kind of just evolved from that point. And did you start getting so many checks and so many opportunities that it was greater than teaching? Or you had yeah, to kind of take a making, drop for your passion. I bringing, right. I was making like this more. I was making more than I was making teaching. And that was crazy because at that point, too, um, is when I really started understand multiple, multiple, understanding multiple streams of income. And so that's when I started learning more about affiliate marketing. And, um, of course, later on, I started um, talking about blogging and teaching other people how they could get into this business and how they could make money and just understanding that you don't have to be the shining star. Like you don't have to be the most popular person to make money and to, you know, make this something that's substantial for yourself. And so I just started educating myself and learning more. And yeah, I was earning more than what I was making as a teacher. So it was like, at that point, it was kind of like, okay, stack your paper up and then do what you want to do later on. But at that point, have any plans to quit my job that was like maybe I thought maybe this would turn into something but I didn't quite connect it as like oh you're going to quit your job one day like that came later when I was kind of like fed up and ready just to do something different. Now in 2017 you quit your job as a public school teacher in North Carolina Mm -hmm. to move to Kuwait so is that when you finally decide to quit your job because you were about to move? Right right before that I quit my job. So I didn't know I was going to move abroad when I quit my job. I had had a really bad 
experience with one of my administrators, and I was kind of just done with the public school teaching. I knew I needed a break. I knew that I was on burnout mode. And for what we get paid and what we have to do, and what we have to go through, it, it just wasn't worth it anymore to me. And I was making money. I had money saved. So I was like, you know, I'll just go take a break. Shortly after that, I told my husband, I was like, I think we should move abroad. Like, I think you should apply for some jobs and just see. I'd always wanted to travel and, you know, experience different countries and things like that. So he did. And I'm, the, the ball just started rolling from there. He went on job interviews. He got a job. And before you knew it, we were in Kuwait. So it was just like, it just, everything just happened so quickly. I quit my job and then we decided to move abroad. So did you apply for jobs in Kuwait or you knew you were I moving did. there? As no, a, no, 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 no. I was done. Yeah, I was done. I didn't know what I was going to do in Kuwait. I didn't know if I was going to, well, I knew that blogging for me would change and that I, that I wouldn't be a blogger, so to speak, anymore. I would be somebody that would be developing multiple streams of income and multiple businesses for myself. I knew that it had to take that direction because I don't know any brands in Kuwait. I don't know anybody in Kuwait. So I knew that was a risk for my brand and that naturally fashionable would never be the same again. And it it will, it will never be the same. It's completely different now. Um, But I knew that that was a risk that I was worth taking and I don't have any regrets. It's been such a wonderful, enlightening experience moving abroad and um, it was the best decision. Now, how long will you live there? Is a set time and then you come back or are you there (laughs) indefinitely? I am here. Well, my husband was, he had a contract. He's in a contract. So he had a two year contract and we go home during the summer. And um, now I know we'll be here again because he has another job. So we're pretty much going to be here for at least another two years. I, I know. Oh, wow. And you're, you're happy though. You like it there. I am. I, I like, I like the Middle East. I do. I really, anybody who follows my Instagram knows why I love the Middle East and they know I just love, you know, just the experience of living here. And it's been, inter- it's interesting when you, when you live somewhere your whole life and it's your homeland and you're used to things. Uh, it's amazing how you change when you go someplace else and you don't have all of that, like, security and you don't have that homey feeling and you have to learn yourself in a different way it's like it's like sometimes I don't even recognize myself like who I was in America is definitely different from being here because I've had to become more independent I've had to be more open-minded I've had to learn a lot and it it just kind of changed me in a way that I don't think I ever will be the same again um and it's just, it's hard to put into words, like, what it's like to live in a country that's not your home country, but mm-hmm. I really love it here, and it's given me, since quitting my job, it's given me time to just um, enlighten myself in a different way. It's given me more time to read, to sleep, to, you know, relax. I mean, I was killing myself. I was working a full-time job, and I was hustling with my blog, and there was just no time to just, like, be me, whoever that was. It was just all about the grind and making money and going to events and doing the next campaign. And it was just like a lot of moving and shaking. And so I needed some time, especially at my age, to just be able to just be me and do what I want to do. And so that's what we're doing now. I'm doing whatever I want to do. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoy it. 
Now, you have a blunt, tell-it-like-it-is, no-nonsense style that rubs some in the plus community the wrong way. Now, do you consider yourself to be body positive? I That's a hard one. I will say on my channel I've said no. I do not consider myself to be um, a part let – let me rephrase that. I don't consider myself to be a part of the body positivity body positivity community, but I am body positive, and I believe that all women, no matter what their shape, size, you know, what they look like, should be positive about their bodies, but I don't consider myself um, a part of the body positive community, so that, that's what I'll say, but I am body positive, and I believe that everybody should be positive about their body, even if, even if we don't like certain things and we want to look better or whatever it is, you have to love what you have while you work on what you want. And so I'm body positive, but I'm not a part of the body positivity community. Okay. Now, I, you know, was doing my research, so I viewed your latest YouTube video, and I want to talk about a few statements that you made. I don't want to, you know, take this for be the whole interview, but I just want to talk about a few of the things you said just so people can get a feel of your views. So, Oh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine. Dig in. <laughs> so, your latest YouTube video um, entitled Insecure Plus Size Women and the, is it the Airy campaign? I'm not the even Airy, familiar yeah, with that Yeah, the Airy brand. campaign. Yeah. And so you said 90 to 95% of plus size women are insecure and they get their confidence from the body positivity, I guess, community and wearing clothes that looks disgusting on their body. Now explain that. (laughs) I just think that the plus size community, it used to be a place where we really played up our best features. Like, that's what it was really about. It was about make more styles in our size because we're fashionable. We want to be fashionable. We respect ourselves. We're just like everyone else. We're not different. Don't treat us different. Give us the fashions. Give us what we want. Now it's become a very weird place of let me show all of my fat rolls. Let me show my stretch marks. And it's like some kind of like, Uh-oh, did we lose you? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. Hello? Okay. Yes. I, I just don't understand why anyone would want to showcase themselves in, unflattering manner, in, a, in an unflattering manner. And I think it's become very popular, in particular in the plus-size community. It's become very popular to tell people, to embrace themselves in ways that they're going to be judged very harshly in the real world. And really, that's what this is about. This is not really about the bloggers or the people who do this for checks and make living because they get the benefit off doing what they're doing because they're doing it for attention. You know, I know this. This is my business. So Mm -hmm. everything we do is for attention. We want, but you can use that in a good way, or you could use it for evil. You could do it for evil, or you could do it for good. So you can find ways to get your attention to your platform in ways that are going to hurt people, or you can do it in a way that's going to actually help people. So this is not really a shot at those um, body positive people 
who want to do that because I feel like if you want to do that, that's your business. I don't have a problem with anybody's platform. You will never find a comment from me on somebody's page, on somebody's YouTube. You will never find me saying anything negative to anyone about what they do and what they talk about. My message really is for regular women because they're not going to benefit from that. They're not going to benefit from, you know, wearing unflattering clothing on their bodies. They're not going to benefit from that. That's not going to work for them. For bloggers, for influencers, yes, that we can get away with stuff like that. But the average woman is not going to be able to get away with that. So really, I know people, you know, they might misconstrue the message as it being mean or hateful, but it's really just to be shocking to the people in my audience who need that. They need to understand you are not a blogger. You are not an influencer. You are not a celebrity. When you step outside your house, in that outfit, when you go and, and look like that, you are going to be judged very harshly. So it's to help people understand image and how people view fat people in the real world, not online, but in the real world, because I'm fat and I've been fat my whole life. So I know, I think plus size women do that whole like wearing unflattering clothing and say, oh, I, don't, I don't care if I have a good, I don't care if I have my roles, because they are insecure. I mean, it is, it's understandable because we don't see ourselves on TV and magazines and like that. And it's your insecurity that makes you buy into body positivity. It's kind of like, well, there's a place for me. It's a place for me to like feel I look good. And it, it, I'm not saying all people do this, but I just noticed that it just seems like something that people do to hide behind their insecurity. And I can say that because I'm a fat woman. So I know that there are moments when I've been insecure about my weight. And being a part of the plus size community helped me with that. It did. It, it helped me like hide behind some of the things that I needed to deal with. And so I don't want young women to do that. I want them to understand that people are going to judge you for being overweight. So you need to look your absolute best with what you have. You don't need to play around with that. You need to look your best. So my message is really for younger women. It's not really for older women who are, like, settled in their ways. It's really for the young girls that are coming up. And now another statement you made on this YouTube video is plus-size women are mentally disturbed because we want people to accept us when we don't accept ourselves and always begging to be included in something. Yeah, they do. Plus, I women beg all the time. Now, the mentally disturbed was just like me being funny. Like people took that seriously, but come on, I don't. I don't literally mean like we need to go into a, an insane asylum. That was just me being extra, you know, with with like saying that our thinking is off. Basically, sometimes mm-hmm. plus size women have, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't. I don't even know how to describe describe it in so way. Backwards thinking. That's basically what I was saying, is that we're backwards sometimes. We're just very backwards in the way we beg to be accepted. And here's the thing. Anytime you have to beg a brand to make your size, anytime you have to beg a man to date you and tell you that you're beautiful when they're not attracted to you, anytime you have to beg people to include you, you have lost. And so Mm -hmm. what plus-size women could do instead of begging and looking pathetic is they can purchase from brands who make their size because there's plenty out there now there's plenty of brands who make our size there's plenty of brands that want our money they love our money and they and they 
you know, they'll take it. There's plenty of, well, I won't say there's plenty of men, but there are a group of men who will look beyond your size and they will say, I'll get to know you. So you need to focus on the people who want you, not the people who don't want you. And I think plus size women spend a lot of time begging people to love them and include them in stuff. And it looks pathetic. So how do you deal with people on your social media who don't agree with you and want to start arguments? Um, I mean, I think it's understanding. I mean, what I talk about is polarizing, and it's not something that a lot of people are talking about. What most people do in the who are influencers in the plus-size community is either exploit other plus-size women by trying to make money and trying to tell them being fat is great and it's the wonderful thing in the world and so it's so exciting and it's happy. Or there's an other extreme, plus-size women who have promoted being big, you know, and they secretly go get weight loss surgery and lose weight because they don't want a better life for themselves and pretend like they did it by working out and stuff like that. You know, so you have two extremes in the plus-size community, but, but they're both extremes, but people don't know it. It's, it's, it's either one extreme of, you know, let it all hang out, you know, big is beautiful, doesn't matter that black women are dying of diabetes and heart disease every day. Doesn't matter that we're the number one group that's, that's dying of, of these type of diseases that are caused by obese, obesity. That doesn't matter. Let's just promote obesity and promote it and, and tell people it's great. Or you have the people who have done it in the past who now want a better life for themselves, who are so, so who have had weight loss surgery, because you can kind of tell. You can try to tell when people rapidly start to lose weight, but they, they haven't shown you a diet plan, a workout. You can kind of tell the people that have gone that route too, but they don't tell the truth. So that, that's really my problem. And so I get why people get upset because they don't really understand what they're being fed. You know, um, mm-hmm. the Bible speaks to this, you know, the Bible, forgive them. They don't know what they do. They don't know. They don't know what they're being fed. So because they don't know the devastating um, results of being obese, it, it, but you might realize it too late. You might realize it when you're 45, you're, but you let your best years pass you by. They don't realize like what happens or, or the life you're choosing. See, I understand because I've lived it. A lot of these girls are 21, 22, 23. They're mm-hmm. just starting out in life. I've lived a good bulk of my life. Now that I'm in my 30s, my late 30s, you know, I, I've kind of lived it already. But these young girls, they don't see what their their future might be. So my my issue is we have to be careful. So I'm willing to take the, the backlash. And actually, I don't get a ton of backlash. I think a lot of people think like me, but they are afraid to say it <laughs> because they are afraid for people to say, I don't like you, or I, you know, you're, you're, I don't agree with you, or you're stupid, or they want to start cursing you out. And it's like, listen, that doesn't bother me, because my life is good. What do I have a reason to be upset with them? I'm happy. There's a roof over my head. I can shop. I got a good man. I got family that loves me. I look good. What, what, what other people say to me does not you know, it's not going to change anything about me having my latte in the morning. So I understand I'm here for a bigger purpose and we need people who are different. You know, I don't need to be like the next girl or the next chick. And I think people who get to know me, they know why I'm saying what I'm saying. 
you know, you can't just watch one video and like make a judgment or watch or read one post and make a judgment. You have to get to know me and know that I'm for people and I'm for women, but I'm not for foolishness. And I tell women <laughs> on my, I tell women on my platform, I was foolish. It's even my own thinking. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, y'all are so stupid. And I'm like, oh, I was all so smart. No, if people watch my videos, I clearly say that being overweight is my flaw. That is one of my biggest flaws. That is one of my hardest struggles is to keep my weight under control. I don't hide behind, you know, the fact that I can look good in my clothes or that I feel good about myself because I do feel good about myself and I do think I look good. But that doesn't change the fact that I've had some medical problems that are directly related to obesity, okay? So I would be a hypocrite to showcase a fake lifestyle on Instagram and not tell people this is really the reality of being big or fat or obese or however your doctor classifies you. I would be a hypocrite, and I'm not a hypocrite. So I tell people my own downfalls and my own flaws I don't think I'm better than people. I don't think I'm smarter. I just have an opinion. I have a voice and I have a platform. And as long as I have a platform, I will say what I feel is is right, whether it offends people or whether it doesn't offend people. Now, I interview a lot of bloggers in the uh, plus community on this podcast, and some of them, you know, don't have as many followers as you. And they feel when they go to events, they're kind of snubbed because some of the the more popular ones have like a mean girl kind of clickish environment. When you were in America going to events, did you feel that kind of mean girl thing in the plus community? If I wasn't who I was, <laughs> I would feel that. Yeah. But I always thought I was uh, all of that in a bag of chips, you know? So I was never the kind of person I respect people who were pioneers. I respect people who came before me, but they weren't better than me. So I, I never really had a feeling of like, oh, they're snubbing me because I was never trying to be in their group. So that's, and that's kind of what I teach on blog with Kim is like, networking is important. If you go to events and you can network with other women who do what you do and they're kind to you and they're open to you, you know, go with that. But they're, is a hierarchy to blogging. People need to understand that. There's a hierarchy to it. There's levels to this. And also, it is a cliquish industry. It is. It's, it's, it's very cliquish. And so if you're sensitive, this isn't a business for a sensitive person. It, it really just isn't because you're going to be filled with anxiety and frustration all of, all of the time if you're, if you're highly sensitive and your feelings are hurt very easily. Because you will be, as a new blogger, nobody knows who you are. You know, they're not checking for you. You know, right. the bloggers, the bloggers who are on the up and up, we all wanted to be seen together. We all wanted to take pictures together. We all wanted to, you know, be at the events. You know, when it was, when at that time the hot event was Full Figure Fashion Week. You know, now it's Kirby Con. You know, so it it it, it all it all evolves, but. Everybody wanted to be at that at these events because you wanted to be seen. You wanted to show I'm on the scene. I have a blog. I have a page. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's enough success out here 
for every woman. There is enough success to be shared across the board. The problem is nobody wants you to take their spot. So that's why you can't really fight for someone's spot. You should be fighting for your purpose, what you can bring to the table. So for me personally, yeah, were girls clicky? Um, did some people have some very nasty attitudes who people adore so much and think they're the nicest people on the face of the earth when they're really not nice at all? Um, they're, they're vile. If people think I'm uh, mean, they should really see who their favorite, how their favorite blogger talks, really, and how they really think about you. But they would never say it on their platform, and they're never going to present that style. I've seen some things. I've I've heard some people talk about their followers and the way they feel about them, and you know how entitled they are. But see, it's the nature of the business. So I think that you just have to have very, very thick skin, and you can't be aiming for somebody's spot. Like you're not going to be the next Gabby Fresh. You're not going to be the next Tess Holiday. You're going to be you. You're not going to be the next Ashley Graham however she became the face of plus size, whoever made her that, you know, you're not going to be the next these people. So you really have to fight for your own spot in this world. And that's what God created you to be. He created you to be you. And so I think when people come with that mindset and understand, I'm not trying to be the next big thing. um, I think that'll give you comfort and it'll help you focus on your craft and not worry about popularity so much. So I think right. yeah, it's clickish, and it and it's a tough business. It's a it's a it's a tough business. It's not for the weak, but I think you just have to come with a business mindset if you're going to treat this like a business. When I started, it wasn't a business; it was a hobby that turned into a business. So my journey was a little different. But now these girls coming up that are in my group that I'm helping, that I'm mentoring, that I'm giving advice to, that I'm giving tips to, like they understand that this is a business. And so it's not personal. It's all business. And so if they know that, then there won't be any hurt feelings. Oh, you, your feelings might be hurt, but you just have to get over it. All Our feelings get hurt sometimes, but you just have to get over it and keep fighting for what you want. Now, you mentioned Blog with Kim. So that's a, a new brand under your umbrella. And you also have Wifey for Lifey. So quickly tell yeah. me about both of these um, new entities under your brand. Yeah, so Naturally Fashionable has become more of a hub because it's not really, uh, um, it's a blog. I still blog. I still like YouTube videos, and I still, you know, talk about the things that I love. But now it's more of a lifestyle brand. As before, it was more of style, but now it's travel. Now it's lifestyle. Now it's entrepreneurship. And under that, under that hub is Wifey for Lifey and Blog with Kim. And Blog with Kim I started because, you know, when I was coming up as a blogger, it because of that reason, because it was so clickish, people didn't really give you information. They only really shared it with their click or whatever. And because blogging is so clickish and everybody wants to look more important than they really are, <laughs> you, you, you never get any advice. You never get really any advice from people. People won't tell you. They just won't tell you, like, they won't share contacts. They won't, you know... If you're friends, we will. We'll share the contacts with our friends and stuff. But if you're up up and coming and you're new, like nobody's going to share contacts with you. Like, who are you? You know, nobody's sharing a contact with you. Nobody's giving you tips, you know, because everybody's trying to inflate themselves. Everybody. We all want to inflate ourselves. So Blog with Kim is really just a safe space for 
people who want to create an online business for themselves, whether that be with the boutique, whether that be with the blog, whether that be with the YouTube channel. It is all about online business and it is a place for us to come together and share resources and tips. And we have classes and we have, you know, all kinds of webinars that I've done. Um, we give our members a free media kit and we just really help them take flight early. Because if I would have known 10 years ago about blogging, what I know now, I mean, I would be rich because I would have been applying everything that I'm doing now, I would have been applying back then. But obviously, like I said, that wasn't a business. I didn't come, come into it with a business mindset. I had to learn. Mm-hmm. And so we're just helping these girls take flight quicker. You know, I want my girls to get the best of everything. I want them to work with the brands that they want to work with. I want them to grow their social media followings. And I, but I want them to do it with purpose. And I don't just want it to be about being famous or being popular because that means nothing. You don't leave your mark just because you're famous or just because people like you or just because you're popular or because you're polarizing. You leave your mark by actually helping people and helping people improve their life. And so that's what Blog with Kim is really about, helping people understand how to make money very quickly, very soon, and kind of build their platforms, and we support them. And YK for Lifey is from being married for, you know, it's going to be 14 years in a couple months. It's just from being getting married really young and just seeing that the state of marriage is so bad, especially in particular in the Black community where the marriage rate is only 29%. Um, but that doesn't stop people from having all these children. So I'm just trying to understand why we have so many children that people are having, but we're not having any commitment. There's no commitment. No one's getting married anymore. And that bothered me because I think a lot of women secretly want to get married. They don't just want to randomly be with a guy and build a life with a guy who hasn't committed to them. And so YC Lifey is really my platform for women who need to start looking at themselves and take a reflective look at themselves to see if we are being the woman that can handle a relationship because relationships are complex and they require maturity. And so I think that white people actually is a place where I help aspiring women who are not ashamed of the fact that they want to be married. You know, they don't want to be someone's baby mama. They want to be someone's wife and they want to build a, a family if, if they choose to have kids or if they choose not to have kids. And so white people actually is really a place to, talk about marriage and talk about, you know, dating and talk about like all those things that people just don't talk about in society anymore, because I guess they look up to Cardi B and Offset and those are goals or Jay-Z and Beyonce. Those are goals, but those aren't goals to me. Infidelity is not goals to me. Um, You know, people breaking up and cheating and doing all that's not goals to me. So I want women to know that we are the prize and men should treat us as such. And so that's what YC for Life is about. And so we should say these two um, new programs or entities are at a cost. They're not just free to join a, a group. Oh, well, I have groups. Now, the page is free. Like, I give a lot of tips for I do lives on YC for Lifey. I do lives on Blog with Kim. We give a lot of free information. But we have two exclusive groups that are paid. Um 
So when people want to take it a step further and they want to have a private place to ask questions or discuss their problems or talk about their marriage or, you know, see what it's like to be married. Some people just join the group because they just want to hear us talk as wives and they just want to see what we go through as wives, you know, so that's a private space that we have to have because we have so many trolls online. People just troll all the time. And I don't know why people care about things that they say they don't care about, you know, so, but it seems like those are the main people that comment on everything is the people that say that they disagree or they don't like it, or they're the main people trolling. So we have to have private places. And so they are businesses. Yeah. Wifey for Lifey is a growing budding business. Blog with Kim is a, pretty stable business now we're trying to definitely increase our revenue this year that's one of our biggest goals um so yeah they are they are both businesses and we have we both have um they both rather have to have a group that is paid so it's two groups that i do that are monetized nice so what is the ultimate goal of your career and brand i don't know you know, I think a couple years ago, I would have said, oh, I want to be the top blogger. That's my goal. I want to be the top blogger, and I want a big brand collaboration, and I want, you know, to be known and respected for my work on Naturally Fashionable. Like, that would have been the goal, like, five years ago. And then when I started to tick off some of those goals, and I've worked, I've had big brand collaborations, and that's not the goal anymore. The goal now, I think, is just to be happy. And so whatever that means, that's what I will do. If it means not doing the type of blogging I was doing before and talking about more meaningful things like relationships and image, um, that's what I'll talk about. If it means shutting down white people lifey and focusing on um, two sisters who teach, which is another budding business that I'm doing with my sister, I'll do that. So I don't know what the goal is. The goal is just to be successful at whatever I do. And if that's continuing to be an entrepreneur, I will continue to do that. If that's going back and working a job, which I'm not against, it's just, it just doesn't fit my life, lifestyle, I'll do that. So I don't really have a, a plan. I, I just do it year by year. So I have yearly goals, um, income goals that I have for my business businesses, growth goals that I have for my businesses, but I don't have a 10-year plan. Like, um, it's kind of loose and up in the air. <laughs> I just want to be successful and I want to be happy and I want to, um, you know, touch lives and I want people to be happy in their lives. So I, I don't have any serious goals. I just want to keep getting my bag. <laughs> that's the most important <laughs> thing. Whatever right, I'm doing, what... <laughs> <laughs> whatever I'm doing, I just want to keep getting my bag. Um, and obviously, I'm a spiritual person. I, I want to do the right thing. So I, I want to send out the right messages. And I, I don't want to be uh, contribute to anyone um, doing things that are going to hurt them. I want to contribute to things that are going to help people in all areas. Uh, that's in those of us who are overweight. I want to send out messages that are going to help. I don't want to send out messages that are going to um, hurt. I want to help. If that's love, I want to send out messages that are going to help. And if that's fashion, same thing. So I just want to help people. And so if I can make money by helping people, then, then I'm happy. No matter where, what I'm doing or where I'm living in the world, I'm just, I'm at peace with myself. 
And do you have anything else happening or coming up that we should know about? Anything to be on the lookout for? Um, what's coming up for me? You know, I have a book that I'm working on. So oh. I have a style workbook. Yeah, I have a book that I'm working on. And so um, it's going to be kind of about the things that I talk about that people don't like to talk about. It's kind of going to be about image and how our image really can change your life. You know, your, your image is very, very important and how people perceive you whether it's true or whether it's not, is, is very impactful in, in one's life. Like even moving to Kuwait, you know, I get invited to so many like different things here and that's solely based off my image. That's not based off people knowing me. That's not based off me talking to them. It's based off nothing but them going on my Instagram, looking at me and saying, oh, oh, she has a following. Oh, she's here in Kuwait. Oh, she looks cool. I'm going to invite her. So I live this. So no one can really tell me about like image and you can't argue with me about that. Our looks and how we carry ourselves and how we dress impacts our life because I have seen it even moving across the world. I have seen how people react to you when they think you have something or when they think, you know, you look a certain way or you carry yourself a certain way. So uh, I, I'm working on a book that kind of deals with that. Um, and I wish it wasn't like that. I wish people didn't just judge us by, you know, how we talk, how we look, how much money we made. But that's a part of life. That is a part of, of, of reality. And so I want to talk about that. But I also want to add the spiritual sense of that doesn't define us. So I feel like God gives us certain tools. Everybody has tools. Some people are exceptionally beautiful. Some people are very articulate in their speech. Some people can paint well or draw well. God gives everybody specific um, talents. And so I want to bring the spiritual side to it, too. So it's, it's kind of hard book that I'm working on. But, yeah, they can be on the lookout. I have, I have a book that I'm working on, and hopefully that will be out by the end of the year. I hope. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Well, that's awesome. Congrats on that. And tell us your official websites and your social media pages so we can keep up with everything you got going on. Great. So my website is thenaturalfashionista.com. Um, you can also catch me over on blogwithkim.com if you want to learn more about online entrepreneurship. And on Instagram, I am naturally fashionable. For the online entrepreneurs, it's Blog with Kim. And for people who want to talk about relationships and all the ups and downs that come with it, it's Wifey for Lifey group. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, coming on all the way from Kuwait. I really appreciate it. And uh, we could have talked for an hour easily because I have so many more things <laughs> I could ask you. So you're going to have to come back. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guest, Kim Postel. Make sure you check out her blog, her YouTube, and all the amazing things she has going on. And I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. 
been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.